0: Hey, everybody, this is the part of the show where we usually plug our sponsor, the 80s Cruise, and I'm doing that right now. Meta, isn't it? One quick thing, they've added Tom Bailey to the lineup, but otherwise, everything else is the same. So much awesome, so much fun. Check it out at www.the80scruise.com.
1: And don't forget to use STUCK as a promo code. Now on with the show. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine.
2: I bought it. You did
1: not. The catchphrases.
2: Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast?
1: And the wannabes.
2: Sometimes I sing dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will.
1: Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today we go back for another edition of 80s News Now.
2: Come on. Let's do the nasty. Do we have to? Yeah, pretty soon.
1: Hey, I brought two friends along. It's uh, Brad in LA and Jen with 1N. Hey, guys.
2: Hi. It's been so long, I missed you guys.
1: Aww. Well, yeah, we've, we've been really naughty lately. Was, <laughs> naughty's not the word. Um,
2: Lazy? Unfortunate. No. Lazy. Oh! <laughs> and
1: Lazy.
2: you missed me too, I can tell. I'll have yeah. you know,
0: Jen, with however many ends there are in your name, we've been working hard on that miserable failure of a podcast that technology took down. Oh, we, uh, technology.
1: For, for those who don't know, we recorded a whole podcast on the 30th anniversary of Crocodile Dundee. Um, we even had one of our besties from Australia on the show. And yeah,
0: which was fantastic.
1: He had to wake up at 1 in the morning no, to deal with this. So bad. And the audio is just completely unusable. The computer has
0: failed us. Yeah. So know. after three weeks. Good news, though. We're recording this show on the Whopper.
1: So I think the launch codes are going to be in any <laughs> second now. Uh, as usual, it's 80s News Now time. So we've got a couple of news nuggets from the last couple of weeks. So let's get started. 80s revolution is alive and well at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I can't believe I just said those words. Uh, The Cleveland-based institution just announced its 2017 class of nominees, and it includes bands such as Depeche Mode, Janet Jackson, Bad Brains, Chaka Khan, Journey, The Cars, Jay Giles Band, and Kraftwerk. I've never seen so many 80s bands among the uh, nominees. Um, the top vote getters will be elected by 800 artists, music historians, and industry insiders. They'll be announced in December, and the induction ceremony to follow up in April. What do you guys think of the uh, nominees, Jen?
2: I, I don't. I never care that much <laughs> about the rock and roll hall of fame i've never been quite sure what they mean by rock and roll too so that's sometimes confusing but my, my dad asked me the question who, who would the top my top three choices be and i realized i guess this is more of a fan ballot than you know yeah, thinking sure. about who's the best suited for this hall of fame or whatever but i would say in no particular order for me i'd say the cars depeche mode and janet jackson would be my three choices
0: what about I, you Brad? i would not have i would not be able to argue too much with that um yeah i, I steve how firmly am i on the record with my disdain for the air quotes rock <laughs> and roll hall of <laughs> I Fame? Know, i know well let's I let's can't just stand it it's the Jan winner's friends club um and that's fine okay well but beyond that like let's look at the list of of bands here even if the place that they five of them is it five
1: yeah, involved. but keep in mind there are some other
0: nominees that are just yeah, not eighty. The, the five of these that get picked that go in, like okay, good for you. I don't like them more or less. I don't think they're any better or worse. Um, but Jake Isles band, I like the Jake Isles band. We just talked about them a couple shows ago. But Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
1: Uh, no, no um, I don't think they get in ever. I don't mean to be mean, but
0: yeah, no, I yeah, they're the, let's if yeah we live we sorry. live in
1: a We live in a universe where the Jay Giles Band gets nominated for the Rock and roll Hall of Fame and Duran Duran has never been nominated for. it.
2: I was wondering if they'd ever been nominated. That no. is a travesty
0: so
1: but Jay Giles band has and bad brains sorry, I mean you know yeah, shout out to the punk band from the late seventies and eighties, but they they don't have nearly the influence of yeah. uh, of a the cars
2: band. certainly so, yeah, the so cars. if I'm
1: picking three.
0: If I'm picking three, I go and, – and again, this is the Brad Williams fan ballot. I'm going Depeche. I'm going The Cars. And I'm going Electric Light Orchestra, which you did not mention because they're not really an 80s act. I mean, they kind right. of are, but their peak was a little earlier. But I love ELO. Aww. I know. <laughs> well, love, love, love. Like just, you know, just stop listening to this podcast. Do yourself a favor. Go listen to the album <laughs> Time from start to finish, and you will thank me. It is so good.
1: Ah. So – As Brad mentioned, there's some other bands that are not normally associated with the 80s that were nominated. Um, Those include Pearl Jam, Tupac, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, Jane's Addiction, The Zombies, Yes, Uh, Sheik, Joan Baez, Joe Tex, MC5, and Steppenwolf. So Um, if
0: Sheik gets a nod – I mean Sheik's profile has been kind of raised in the public eye a little bit, maybe my eye, because – because Niles Rogers, well, Niles Rogers has been working with Duran, with Duran Duran and touring with Duran Duran, and and I don't know if you anybody saw that tour recently. My son and I went this summer, and Chic was amazing. They were amazing. So it seems I, like I Niles
2: Rogers. Them,
0: yeah, that's put them back in the in the public eye a yeah.
2: little bit. It seems like Niles Rogers should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but
1: but they induct bands, not. Oh, I see. See, oh, I know nothing about this. They do individuals as well. Um, do they? Yeah, like Tom Petty is up for induction as a solo artist, right? But they're not—they're not putting producers at, like Quincy Jones. I see. In, so. Oh, oh. Well, I, I don't know. I couldn't say for—I don't want to say that that's hundred percent true because I, I don't. Well, know, I'm, but. Uh, this is the reality I want to live in, and so. <laughs> <you know. laughs> okay, so my picks. I would pick. Um, if I had to pick three, I would probably pick yes. Okay. The Cars and Depeche Mode. I, I kind of wanted to throw
0: Craftwork in there, but I can't move somebody else out of my top three for Craftwork. Craftwork is one of those kind of wonky. You know, I, I'm reminded of the um, David Lee Roth quote: "Critics like them. Be, cr- critics like Elvis Costello because they look like Elvis Costello." You know, Craftwork is one of those bands that has critical appeal, but a lot of people are like, "Oh, they wrote that funny calculator song."
1: Right. I would say in all likelihood, I bet Pearl Jam gets in. I bet ELO gets in. I bet uh, I want to. I bet Janet Jackson gets in. And
2: I think the Cars is
1: going to get in. What about car- Journey?
0: None of us have name checked Journey. I'm so. St- I, I,
1: have they been nominated th- before? I'm so sick of Journey right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think they've ever been nominated before, and I just don't care. I'm I'm just tired I, of their whole shenanigans.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm on the record. I was never a big fan, in back in the day, I yeah. like a lot of their stuff now. But it's just I don't know. There's nothing.
1: There's no, I. They're just makes them stand apart. They, they don't me. play well with others. They're 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 done. The um, <laughs> um I really I just care less. Um, I would not be surprised if Chic uh, gets in. Yeah, and uh, I, I would say of all of them, Pearl Jam is like a like a dead Chewing. rock. Yeah, yeah. What about jo- Joan Baez? There's
0: some interesting thing? Interesting people on this list. Joan Baez, um, Tupac. I think he's got a shot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, just because. Uh, just because. Right.
1: Yeah, they always do yeah. something unusual.
2: I th- I really think I mean they were on all three of our lists, therefore they'll get in. But the Cars is. I feel like very influential in today's music and maybe that same argument could be made for a lot of these bands, if not all of these bands, but I listen to, which isn't very often, but I live with someone who doesn't listen to eighties music all the time as I do, but what? a lot of the, I know, but, uh, but it's funny because a lot of the music he will show me that he likes, it sounds like the cars <laughs> like or, or yeah. it sounds like echoes of the cars. I, I just feel like they made a big influence on the kind of music that's happening today. But again, yeah. maybe that uh, argument could be made for others
0: well and you, you listen to that stuff and I'm you know I'm really close to the cars material I really like it and I listen to the cars a lot so I'm really familiar with it and so I think maybe that may be why I do the same thing where I hear a little bit of the echoes because it's kind of front of mind uh, but I mean they were a tight band they you know they were craftsmen they they knew what they were doing and they were they knew what they wanted to do and they did it and they made it sound the way they wanted it to sound and yeah. I think they get a lot of respect for that Um I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how the how the balloters are feeling. Yeah, it sounds wonder, new though. Wonder, like- who, is there a list of people who get a vote? Like, I'd love to look at that. Like, who who votes?
1: I'm sure that's a closely guarded secret, but uh, we'll find out in December. Uh, let's move on. Here we are, just days away from Halloween again, and I have to ask this question. Is there anything more intimidating to '80s fans such as ourselves than having to pick an '80s-themed costume for a Halloween or a theme party, guys? Jen, this this vexes me.
2: Well, I would replace the word intimidating with totally awesome, <laughs> <laughs> because okay. there's Lean because down. there's well because there's a lot of ways you can go. There's a lot of ways you can go. Um, what I like to do personally is I like to think of it less as a costume and more as an outfit. So, well,
0: yes, my well, I mean, wife, okay, so so women wear outfits and yes. I say men don't wear outfits.
2: Ensemble maybe? Anyway, pick pick the noun that you like. But what I'm saying is, you know, there are great they are awesome like costumes like a Pac-Man costume or a or a right. I don't know, a slimer costume. So those are costumes for sure, but I love the kind of Halloween costume that's something that you can like maybe take something out of your closet and then go to Goodwill and then put something together or something. Cause then like, it looks like it has
0: a character. Exactly.
2: Cause then it looks lived in and then it feels more authentic somehow. And then you have awesome props and then you're good to go. So that's how kind of my approach is. So what for... you're
0: saying is I, all I'm, I'm one puffy uh, fleece vest away from Marty McFly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like a hoverboard. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, I was. what are you guys dressing up at? Or do you dress up for Halloween? That's a question no. I'd love to no. know no. the answer to. <laughs> okay, we've got one hell no. <laughs>
1: I I haven't been to a Halloween party in oh, like 10 years, maybe. It seems like the, the company I used to work for used to always, there was, someone, there was someone like this, the really cool guy at the company used to always throw a block party that was a Halloween party. But I, I never felt like I knew him well enough to like kind of show up uninvited. So I never did. But uh, but every year I would think about what I was going to do, and, I, and I, people would always ask me, and they still ask me, "Oh, you know, I'm going to an '80s party. What, what can I dress as?" And I'm like, "That's a that's a, a very complicated question to me. <laughs> yeah. What do you like? Like, are you going as a group? Do you want to do a group costume? Because then you could do this. Are you? Do you want to be? Uh, yeah, you just want to dress in '80s fashion. Do you want to actually dress as a character? I mean, um." All those questions. Uh, here's the other thing. is What's the weather going to be like? I mean, because you know, Brad and I could go dressed as uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Ch- Chevy Chase from Spies Like, from Us, Spies but, like Us, but oh, boy, not gonna work. Like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work real well in Florida.
0: Only if Donna Dixon comes along. Yeah, oh my god. But um
2: <laughs> so weather, okay. That's yeah, that's so fair. so weather's important. And Well, um, I, I would suggest you yeah, kind of so, look yeah, at
0: Yeah, <laughs> weather's important Says so the guy who lives in Florida where it maybe gets down to Oh, it's going to be down to 50 tonight. Get down yeah, to it's going to
2: be up tonight. to 50 in Maine. Yay. Yeah.
1: Here's 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 what I think is where you start with. Is you have to eliminate the obvious ones. Mm. And there's a couple costumes okay. out there yeah. that are just like being a ghostbuster is worn out. Um Going as Lloyd you show up with a functioning proton pack. You yeah, know, it better yeah. be functioning. Uh, being yeah. Lloyd Dobler from Say Anything is worn out. Um, what else? But Marty McFly is probably getting pretty close. Yeah, unless you you really have to pull it off. I mean, you have to go down to the you know the tiniest yeah. details. Um, I always do, I, I toy every year with doing something from Caddyshack. Um, yeah. either Danny. Or Denunzio because you can get like the, Bushwood Country Club caddy T-shirts pretty easily, and then you just you know, get a bag of golf clubs and you're pretty much set.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of a fine line as we discovered, uh, you know, when we went as baggage handlers, no one knew what the heck we were doing, <laughs> and yeah. that was a, you know, that was the audience that was going to understand that joke. Um, but it was but you just- know
2: what I say? So what? Because <laughs> I I, I love my costume, and no one knew who knew who the hell I was, and I had so much fun. <laughs> I loved it so much. I I don't know. I, well, I went.
0: People just kept tipping us to carry their bags, so it really just yeah. didn't work.
2: Yeah. Well, no. It sounds like you made some money, so it sounded kind of profitable. Yeah, actually, true.
0: cover the bar tab.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I went as a, this is the the um, first ever '80s cruise costume night we're talking about. But I, I went. I dressed up as. Um, Johnny from The Outsiders. So I had like jeans and, you know, a black t-shirt and a jean yes, jacket That's and right. greaser hair and I had like makeup so it looks like I had cuts on my face and stuff and pretty much people were looking at me like, "Oh, that poor girl <laughs> ran out of clothes and she <laughs> fell down the stairs." <laughs> but was it was like,
1: good though. I loved that. I loved that I costume. Loved I thought it I was really yeah. well thought out.
2: Yeah, and no one knew who I was, but I had a great time. It felt really fun to do that.
1: See, that would have so, been a good one as as a group costume cuz you could have gotten someone to go as the the rest of the outsiders and that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: That would have been a good a good. Group yeah, and maybe concept.
1: one so soche for you to beat up on.
2: <laughs> Brad. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I probably
0: I'd, have I probably have the clothes.
1: There's one really great website out there, by the way, called found dot and if you go there, they have the t shirts that that characters wear in a lot of the '80s movies. Yeah.
0: Like so what, for again, to, to Jen's point, that would be that one piece that you would need to kind of pull the rest of it together.
1: Yeah.
2: And then the what? beauty is you can wear that after the day, which is also I sure. appreciate. Yeah. Ooh, in your utility. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, I mean, it's got ones from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. It's got ones from Real Genius. Um, it's got ones from Teen Wolf. So I mean, all of those are, are there. And um dot com has a bunch too that are that are. In fact, I think adcs. dot is the one that has that Caddyshack shirts.
0: Oh, you know what? I just it just occurred to me what my go-to eighties costume is, and this is a book character. All I need is a red and white striped shirt. Where's Waldo?
2: Nice. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, perfect. That
1: work. Yeah. That's good. Perfect.
2: So so this year, um, the Saturday before Halloween is um I'm going to a show called Purple Brains with a Z, and I've mentioned this <laughs> <laughs> but it's the Prince Tribute artist here around around Maine. And uh, he puts on the show, I think this is the fifth year he's done Purple Brains, but it's really fun because they'll throw in like Janet Jackson and Madonna and some other songs too. Zombie Um, theme
0: this year? Too soon?
2: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm actually going to grab an outfit that I wore to the first ever 80s Cruise and go as Pat Benatar. Which I'm really, I, I was really excited about until okay, here's a little peek behind the curtain of my fascinating life. But I was at a Daisy troop meeting. It's like a Girl Scout meeting. I'm one yeah, of those. I <laughs> like yeah. That's so cute. so I'm snack. in a, I'm in a circle of like 15 first graders, and we're going around. What are you going to be? And a lot of witches. Witches are trending this year, guys. But Good um, to know. So the leaders are also saying what they're going to be, and the other adult ladies are saying, you know, I'm going to wear a, a pumpkin earrings or whatever. And it gets to me, and I said, "Pat <laughs> Benatar." Mm-hmm. They're like, "I'm sorry, can you say that again?" I'm gonna, I'm going to be Pat Benatar. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, the, everybody, all the kids are like looking, except for my daughter, of course, but they're looking at each yeah. other like, who's Pat Benatar? And then one of the other moms goes, oh, she's a rock star for moms. And I was like, totally. Oh, <laughs>
0: I'm like, I, shade. I,
2: I, I know. You know what, though? But I'm like, yeah, kind of. It's
0: so a rock star for moms. A rock star, star. For for be moms. A Rock star for anybody, people. Yeah. Run your horizons. Check your privilege. God.
2: Anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited to put my clothes on again. That's that's the truth. <laughs>
1: Well, there you go there's the uh, soundbite we were looking for on this show oh my gosh i'm just i'm being quiet hang thanks on, brad hang on just hang on oh something's going on here
0: sounds like a marching band's practicing in your parking lot
2: i was gonna say symphony
1: some uh some website that i was on launched a video suddenly so i don't know where we were but I'm you're sure not giving there. us your full attention I wasn't on it. It was on another tab. It was one of the ones that had the, the Spinal Tap story. yeah. yeah, yeah. you guys ready to move on? I'm good. I oh, am. Yeah. Okay, right.
0: So we all love the movie Spinal Tap, right? In a perfect world where the marquee always reads Spinal Tap above Puppet Show, the writers and musicians of this timeless mockumentary would be rolling in cash, right? Imagine how surprised I was this week to see Harry Shearer as suing the movie's owner for back royalties. Harry Shearer says that his portrayal of Derek Smalls, the self-proclaimed lukewarm water of Spinal Tap, has earned... in merchandising income and $98 for the music rights for the movie that was released in 1984.
1: What the heck? (laughs) Seriously? I thought it was a joke when I saw that the article first came out. I thought it was some sort of like you know... (laughs) Like, almost like a satire. It's so
0: Hollywood. It's so Hollywood. I mean, the studios are notorious for this kind of stuff. This, this. oh, the movie didn't actually make any profit. It's funny because I, I, I guess people in LA have this conversation with their kids. I was talking to <laughs> the kids the other night at dinner about if someone offers you points on a movie, always take, you know, never take back end points. Always take front end points. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Dad? Like, well, because the, they're going to, oh, well, we spent all this to market it and, and you know they bundle the movie with other movies so that it kind of soaks up the losses from other things. I'm like, oh, gee, sorry, guys. We just didn't make any money on that one this week. Hmm. Why what? now?
1: Yeah, why now? Why 32 years later?
0: I don't know. That's a good question, and it's a fair question. Um, the rights are up for the movie in another two or three years, I think. There's a statute mm-hmm. that says that 35 years after something's been created, the copyright can be reassigned. And I, I think that uh, Harry Shearer is trying to get that taken away from Vivendi.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, maybe he, I don't know, maybe he won the lottery and has enough money to pay lawyers for all those shenanigans.
2: Yeah, Let, Let's get Harry on the line.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs>
2: I know, right?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't even, well, I talked to, uh, we did an interview with one of the Spinal Tap guys. Which one? Really? Michael McKeon was the one. Oh. Uh, so uh, when a few years ago, God, it must be close to ten years now. Um, the three of them were touring. Um, they did a short tour, you know, like maybe thirty dates around the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were playing the music of Spinal Tap and uh, Mighty Wind. God,
0: I think they played the Rose Bowl. Oh, my gosh. That might have been an actual Spinal Tap no, that concert. That was an actual anyway. Spinal
1: Tap concert. This was just the three of them, and they were okay. it was an acoustical show, basically. They were doing that. Oh, that sounds really cool. And, uh, yeah, they were doing those songs. So, so we got um, – Sean and I uh, got an interview with him ahead of time. And it, it's – I forget what episode it is. I mean, I, we can look it up. But it was – it's really amazing because he, he was – you know, when, the trouble with talking to actors is they don't ever really want to talk about their old stuff. Right, um, But he was touring basically on that premise. And so he was right. more than happy to talk about so it. We had kind of engage with it. Yeah, yeah. As opposed
0: to, yeah, I did that in one take 30 years ago. I don't remember a thing. Leave me alone. <laughs>
1: Next question. Um, and he was quoting Spinal Tap Lines at us. Nice. And it was, it was fun. That was a really oh
0: funny Oh my gosh. Review. I'm going to have to go look for that one for my drive tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Hang on Plus on, he I'm
2: seems on. really nice, no? He just seems like a nice guy.
1: That was episode 164 oh, cool. uh, from back in 2009. So just go look for that. Uh, in your I'm not going to check that out. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it feels like it. Uh, yeah,
0: yes and no. Um, so this just speaking of 80s actors who don't want to talk about their past work, this is total tangent. Did I see John Cusack on TV last night at the Cubs game?
1: Oh, yeah. He's been like, I think he's been in it pretty much every game. Is he a big fan? Oh, yeah. so huge. Either that,
0: or he's promoting "Better Off Dead" again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <I> know.
1: <laughs> there's a he's he's on Instagram and there's a photo of him like yelling at one of the Cubs players.
0: Oh yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's just like that looks it's like way, John
1: Kuznek, huh? Yeah, yeah. He looks. Like, he wears like a b- baseball cap and uh, sunglasses usually, so that people probably I assume don't bug so him to death. Leave me alone, man. I don't <laughs> so want to talk me.
0: about Hot Tub Time Machine either. Anyway, back back to Spinal Tap. I'm sorry.
1: So anyway, I hope it all works out for them. Um, My guess is that uh, we're looking at a settlement here coming up.
0: Probably, yeah, probably.
1: (laughs) True Hollywood fashion. You know what's in true Stuck in the 80s fashion though at this point? The 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 60s.
2: What's happening, hot stuff?
1: Uh, By the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, Here we'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, you're entered into the drawing for a uh, Stuck in the 80s bottle opener. And if my eyes don't deceive me. Did you just get a whole new order of bottle openers, Brad?
0: I ordered a new stash. Yeah, the the cupboard is
1: no longer bare. Woohoo. <laughs> nice. Um Nice. Please pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. A piano. Does it work? Place up a storm. It could. it could. It could. It's magic.
2: Magic. Magic.
1: Yes, that's Racing with the Moon with Sean Penn, Nick Cage, and Elizabeth McGovern. I don't think Anyone? I've ever seen this.
2: Oh, it used to be on HBO constantly. Yeah, uh, huh.
0: wonder if I missed
1: it. I've
2: watched, I've watched it, but like parts of. I don't. I think I've watched the whole thing, but never in chronological order. <laughs> yeah. it was just always on. Yeah, it's not bad.
0: That's it's, how uh, I watched a lot of movies when I worked at the theater. You'd like walk in and
1: like watch ten minutes here, and then the next screening you'd catch a different ten minutes. Right. I think. I think the gist of it is that like Sean Penn and Nick Cage are friends in high school, and they're gonna miss they the moon. Start, yeah. They're gonna- <laughs> As soon as they uh, get at the right age, they're joining the Marine Corps to go fight in World War II. Oh wow! Okay. Um, Racing with the Moon, piece, I think period pieces. Piercy? You know, I say that, and I still continue to find ones that are kind of compelling.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: So there you go. I don't love this movie, but you know, when you've done 380 shows, you have to start. <laughs> you have to put an occasional period piece in there, or else. I suppose you're right. The train never leaves the station. Uh, name some of the winners.
0: Winners this week include Brent from Lutz, Mike in Oaklandia, Jesse, Big Cat, El Gato Grande, Smith, Silvio in Winter Springs, Canuck and Cali, Sag Toad, Chris from South Lion, DJ in Clinton, and Charles in Vegas.
1: Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery movie.
2: Is that my left or your left?
0: Wait, wait a minute. What are you talking about? My left? Your left.
1: Just a tip. Uh, Jen actually picked this week's movie clip, so... Uh... Bribles blame her. accepted. Yeah,
2: yeah. So congratulate me. If you know it, email
1: us at podcast at sit80s.com. That's podcast at sit80s.com. And if you don't like that email address, wait four or five months and we'll give you a different one. Yeah, that's true. True words never been spoken on this podcast. Wow, the mystical refrain that is name that 80s tune. Hey, we'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s. The rest of the spiel you know by now. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. Yes, that's the Smiths with Ask.
2: So if there's something you'd like
0: to try, if there's something you'd like to try, ask me, I won't say no, how could
1: I? Brad, I got to admit, you stumped me on that one. I did not know.
0: Well, you know, after those softballs you've been pitching, we had to go a little deeper into the archive. so I went back to our... Mopey Euro Trash Roots. I th-
1: I think you do this on purpose because you know that you're the one who has to read the names.
2: <laughs>
0: well, you know, it took a full three breaths the last time, if you remember.
2: I, I will volunteer to read the names as Brad Williams. Okay. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Yeah.
1: So here the winners include...
2: Kelly E. in Huntsville, Melissa in Texas, the legend Steve McLean in Glasgow, Scotland, Steve Crosby, Charles from Yorktown, Big A in Spencer, John in Phoenix, and Beat Poet Jay. <laughs> you good, right? Not bad.
1: Not bad.
0: You know, Showtime Brad likes to read the names. What can I say?
2: <laughs> okay,
1: let's spin the wheel and find out if we have a winner here.
0: Oh, my gosh, Spearsy! Good thing well, I got some extra bottle openers. It's landed on the legend Steve McLean in Glasgow, Scotland. So, <laughs> so Steve, send me um, 30 pounds sterling so I can afford the postage, and we'll get you one in the mail or just a mailing
1: address. We'll take care of the rest. Hey, Jen, do you want to uh, introduce the next song as, as I would say it?
2: Pay attention. Here's this week's A Mystery June.
0: If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you are a... Vina. I'm
1: all mixed up now. We'll be right, <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break. <laughs> Sorry. That's fun. Hey, Stuck in the 80s Nation. Uh, have you ever read the book I Want My MTV by Craig Marks and Rob Tannenbaum? You can actually listen to the entire book for free if you sign up for a 30-day free trial on Audible.com, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash the 80s thats 80S. Uh Now, Audible.com, you might be asking yourself, what's this all about? Um, they are a sponsor of Stuck in the 80s, and for good reason. They're the ultimate source for audio versions of so many great books from and about the decade we love so much. Uh, Bright Lights, Big City, Less Than Zero, Bonfire of the Vanities. They're all there. All you 80s Nation fans out there who listen to our podcast on long commutes, uh, plane rides, subway trips, this is perfect for you. All you have to do again, go to www.audibletrial.com slash stuck in the 80s and get started. Now on with the show. Okay, we're back, and it's time for our, uh, our new seggy as it is. It's What's Your 80s Obsession This Week, where we talk about what vexes us, what uh, has been rattling around in the old nutshell for the last seven days. Um, Brad, what's going on with you? Uh,
0: you know what? I, I'm so glad that we came up with this, because it gives me an opportunity to tell stupid stories. So um, <laughs> my 80s obsession this week, I'll start with the, the obsession, and then I'll get to Why? My 80s obsession this week is John Carpenter's uh, solo album, Lost Themes 2. So we all know who John Carpenter is, right?
1: Yes,
0: is. He is. And you're familiar with the soundtrack work for the movies that he directed in the 80s. Correct. Um, so kids had fall break earlier this month. It was a couple of days off. And so we use those days to take a road trip to some California schools, um, look at colleges for the kids. And, um, my son and I, when we go to a college town, we like to find the used record store and just go and browse. And I usually get him a t-shirt, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, we're in the record store in, uh, San Luis Obispo, California, cute town. If you're ever in the central coast, really nice place. Um, the name of the record store is Boo Boo records. And as, as you would expect, it is staffed by, you know, college town hipsters and I'm walking around, I'm. You know, thumbing through, looking for stuff, checking to see if they have any rare Devo or anything, which, of course, they don't, but it's worth looking. And this music is on, and I can't quite place it. You know, you hear something, you're like, I know what this is, but I just can't put my finger on it. And so, in the end, I had to go and force the hipster behind the counter to talk to the white suburban dad, which felt very high fidelity. You know, that scene where the guy comes (laughs) Sure,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like, can you tell me what you're listening to? This is driving me crazy. I can't quite figure out what it is. And he's like, oh, it's this you know this lost themes too and i i'm like wow this is really interesting so i when i got back to work i put it on i like to listen to music at work and it's better if it's instrumental because i don't it's just better background for me i put this on and it's like this soundtrack to an almost scary movie that you've never seen you know it's just it's evocative of his stuff but it's not exactly any of it and it just it reminded me a little bit of the stranger things soundtrack it reminded me of his work and it just it's fantastic i really like it i've been listening to it a lot
1: cool and you can buy it you can download it and everything
0: yep yep and there's a there, there are two of them there's lost themes and lost themes too i prefer the second one but you know check them out they're both the full albums are also on on youtube if you wanted to just check them out and say hmm, let me try this before i go Sam john carpenter eleven dollars Or, in the case of Harry Shearer,
1: 0.03 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, what's your 80s obsession this week?
2: So my 80s obsession this week is all about TV. I have a couple of of thoughts on that. Um, So Halt and Catch Fire is a show that I feel like a lot of people have heard of and then a lot of people haven't heard of, but I've been recommending it like every time I get into a conversation about what are you watching. Um, It started on AMC three years ago, but you can watch the first two seasons on Netflix. And it's a show about these folks in the 80s and they're putting together a company and a computer. Like that's sort of the very basic storyline in the first season but all kinds of crazy stuff happens the characters are super compelling and super good looking the clothes that's, are that's
0: what everybody i that's what everyone who's told me to watch it has said like use this pitch to get katie interested because they know i'm interested immediately because it's oh an 80s computer company you know you had me at hello
2: right uh, but you had me at compact
0: like,
1: uh, yeah katie's like you want me to watch a nerd show with you huh? no it's it's What's really good about it? I've I've seen the I've seen all but the last three episodes of the of the most recent season. What's really good, and this is the the, the sell for Katie, is that by far the two most interesting characters in the show are women. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, the guys are a, almost kind of two dimensional, but the, the the girls are just amazing.
2: Yeah, and it's a super sexy show. I mean, it's it's not like I guess it is kind of R rated in parts, but it's just like really entertaining. It's, it's not all, it kind of makes that world entertaining. It was one friend described it to me as mad men meets Silicon Valley in the eighties. That's a good description. Yeah. And, and the, um, the art direction is really good. Like the clothes are on point. The music is really good. Um, and and but it doesn't feel costumey or put on the way some eighties okay. you know current shows that take place in the eighties they feel yeah. we they feel like a dress like a costume party this feels very lived in and very cool and so These the are last outfits, season not costumes because are outfits right <laughs> and so season three just ended recently but I heard this past weekend that they're signing up for a they are signed for a fourth and final season next year oh, cool. so okay. good news for us and can I I'm just gonna I don't know if you have a spoiler sound cue or anything like that because i'm going to spoiler it now spoiler alert yes thank you and and apologies to you uh steve but the last two episodes i've i'm i'm on the i finished the second last one last night and then there's a, a longer like hour and a half or so season finale but they jump forward four years oh so, spoiler alert, and it made me a little sad, but they do go to 1990. Oh. Um, I know, I know, I know. I'm bummed, but I am excited to see the fourth and final season, even if it does take place in the 90s. <sighs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be good. And then the second item I had was, I mean, we can't stop talking about Stranger Things, but Stranger Things season two, everyone I think knows that Netflix is going to drop that next summer. But mm-hmm. if you haven't yet, and I think Steve, you said we could post it somewhere, SIT 80s Facebook or something. Right. The Stranger Things season two trailer came out and it's great. It's all it is. There's a trailer out? There's a trailer, but all it is, it's, it's the typical of the show, right? And, and the suspense it creates is titles of each of the nine episodes. Uh,
1: oh, okay. no. That'd be yeah.
2: Great. And the first one, Mad Max. So I'm excited.
1: Wow. Yeah. Mm,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: We really enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of was like, oh, wait, we can watch some more Stranger Things tonight. Oh, no. We watched them all. Ah. <laughs> what
1: are I you doing? T- I, I have the two last episodes still to go. I have this weird thing, and I've had it since I was a kid in the 80s, where I don't finish anything. Like, I, ju- I just get to the point where I'm like, okay. Oh, my like, gosh. Fifteen minutes How deep. shall we music. go on that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Says the. I say not
2: very. Not very is fine. I just Today, don't. Maybe. I
1: just can't. I like. I, for, like I haven't seen the, all, all the final season of uh, not the final season, the, la- the last season of House of Cards. I stopped with like three episodes left. Yeah. There's just some weird thing where I, I don't want it to end, and so if I don't watch it, it doesn't end. It's still there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll get to it next rainy day or something like that, or I'm homesick, you know, with the flu or something like that. I'll. Yeah. I'll roll right through all of them. Yeah.
0: That season, I mean, if you haven't watched it, 80s Nation, check it out. Um, It's, you know, some people have asked me, oh, is it a horror show? And I'm like, no, it's a suspense. There's some scary stuff in it. You know, a monster might appear here and there, but uh, (laughs) it's not like uh, a horror movie. It's more like, you know, I compared it to Twin Peaks or maybe Lost.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm the biggest world, the world's biggest wimp, and it was fine. It was not too scary for me, yeah. and and one of the reasons I hesitated to watch it when it first came out was I knew the storyline involved a missing kid, and so I was kind of like, oh, kid in peril. I don't know, but um, but yeah, it, it wasn't kind of an
0: emotional cheap shot for parents. I agree,
2: but it wasn't like overplayed. It didn't feel too um, manipulative. I guess.
1: Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That, I mean, I'm, I'm not a parent, obviously. So is that something that really freaks you guys out when there's like a, a storyline that involves children like that in danger?
2: Ugh, oh, I can't, I can't. Okay. Poltergeist used to be, a, again, that's like the scariest movie. I know. The scariest movie I'll watch is something along the lines of Poltergeist. <laughs> okay. And I have, I can't watch it. I can't watch Poltergeist. I can't. Because the girl gets taken from her family and then passes through her mother's soul. I can't watch that movie yeah. again, maybe ever um, again, which is such a bummer. The,
0: the one that always comes to mind for me is, I think it was called, I want to say it was called Dear John. That doesn't make No, it was John Public. John. It was something about uh, the guy takes over the emergency room like it's a hostage situation in the emergency room because he wants them to put his son higher up the list for an organ donor.
2: Is this Denzel Washington? Yeah,
1: I remember that.
0: It's John Q Washington. Public. Yeah. John Q public, that's it, thank you. And I watched it, like Kay and I watched it the one night and you know, just like just rung out after it. You know, I just emotionally spent after it. And the next morning I woke up and I was so angry. I'm like, they just all they did was push my buttons for two hours. Like that is so lazy. It just infuriated
2: me. Huh. Yeah, I find so it. So to answer
0: your question from my perspective, yeah, sometimes that stuff gets in your head. As my kids get older, I worry about different things,
1: but you know, there's always something to worry about. God, you have to start worrying about them being freshmen in college next year. Now, you know you have to. You'll go never
2: there. watch Animal House again. You
1: mean? Do you, do you remember all the ridiculous stuff that we did as freshmen in college? I mean, yes. ridiculous stuff. That I would never yes, even see. share on this show. Even you've broken my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, horrible, horrible things that we did. I know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I hope they have oh, fun. they'll be. I fine. do hope they have fun. Yeah, but you're. I, you've. You have raised your kids perfectly, and they will be more responsible than I was. But I'm just saying. I was a well, – stupidity totally is
0: around, just around the corner no matter where you are. So, you know.
1: We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> now now i giving you some sleepless moments for tonight. That's okay. <laughs> so anyway, here's my obsession this week. Um, it's kind of continues off the whole costume thing. <clears throat> this is the week I finally got off my butt and started ordering um, outfits for the theme nights for the 80s cruise. So and I know I was sending Brad like links to everything I was buying, like just bought a hat, just bought a shirt, yeah. just bought this. And he's like, I'm sure he's somewhere in distant L.A. land. There's a man banging his head against the desk.
0: Like, dude, I have four proposals to get out today. Quit <laughs> texting me.
1: <laughs> but I think I have something for Purple Rain Night now uh, for hair metal versus hip hop. Um, and I think I have all my neon stuff now. Mm. I, I think I'm better prepared this year than I was last year. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I haven't done much thinking about it. I have
0: to say,
2: can I just give a heads up to people who are going on the cruise or considering going on the cruise and didn't last year, this part, the texting with your friends part, that's like part of the fun. Seriously. It really is Yay, like, Brad. It, see Brad, you know, you get excited and you have all these ideas and, and it's just, it, it extends the fun. And I, I really think it's, it's worth, worth doing.
1: I consider myself duly chastised. <laughs> I will I'll give uh, I'll give people one hint. Uh my my movie character this year is based on a John Car- it's based on a John Candy role. That's all I'll say. Anyway, that's all we have for this week. Uh Jen, thanks for joining us.
2: You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: Brad, sorry for the sleepless nights that I just gave you. That's okay. It'll just be me and my salty salty tears soaking into my pillow. <laughs> that sounds perfect. And for the rest of us, we'll remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Hey, that <laughs> that
0: in that stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering.
2: we yeah.